Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. Welcome to episode number 234 of the Foxy Podcast Show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this episode, we get back to highlighting a stack of mostly newer music that I've been listening to over the past few weeks. I see that some of the year-end lists are already starting to trickle out, and I may do some type of year-end recap show of sorts on my own or with a guest before we turn the page on 2023. But I haven't fully committed to that idea yet. At the very least, check out the Freeform Freakout website in the weeks ahead for a basic list or two. For now, there are still so many amazing new releases to play and discuss. I'm just going to jump right into things with this newest album on Brute Direct Discs by Jacob Leibowitz, who is a member of the Texas-based indie rock group, The Zoltaires. This is his second solo album, and it's probably the most straightforward indie pop record that Brute Direct Discs has released yet. There are several catchy songs with some great melodies and harmonies throughout. So from the album Secret Spells... This is the song, Don't You Fall Down. Again, this is Jacob Leibowitz. They put you in a corner after taking you away. They tell you that they'll hurt you if you say you won't obey. They taunt you and they hit you and they hate you for your views. They tell you just to listen, but you tell them you Don't you fall down, don't you fall down, don't you fall down, don't you fall down. 
me you're hearing the latest from Goncalo F. Cardoso's project Hannibal Chu, the work that he creates under that moniker. And as with a lot of the work that he releases on his discrepant and offshoot Sukata tapes imprint that this new one comes out on, the material on this Hannibal Chu release is highly conceptual. He's composing the music, sounds, and I guess general atmosphere of a fictionalized futuristic location. In this case, the island of Tenerife in the year of 2054, where, quote, the parrots of a local zoo inexplicably go mad, spreading a deadly virus that only affects humans. And unable to contain the disease, authorities were forced to isolate the island completely, sealing its fate in a perpetual quarantine. And over time, the island transformed into a sanctuary for wildlife that now roams freely across its territories. The remaining humans on the island adapted to their new reality, living in isolated communities and learning to survive in a world they are in the minority. So yes, I guess you could call it a bit of sonic speculative fiction, but it is sort of fun to let this play out and just let your mind wander and try to fill in some of the other details of this imaginary setting. You are hearing an excerpt of the A-side, which translates to The Revolt of the Parrots. Before this, you heard a song called Tenor Life, actually, off of the latest full-length album, You're Somebody's World, from the Cleveland avant-art punk outfit, Fruit Loops. I've seen their name pop up over the past few years, but this is my first time actually hearing their music. It's pretty zany in places, but maintains a fairly solid rhythmic backbone throughout. Actually remind me of something like I guess the Boredoms meets Skull Kodiak, a band from Minneapolis that was active in the early aughts that threw down some pretty corrosive grooves of their own. 
based on the video clips and photos that I've seen. This seems like a band that you'd want to check out live. And this new album of theirs came out on the Torn Light label, their second for that label, as did the album that I played before that from Equipment Pointed Ankh and their latest album called Downtown, which follows up another album that the group put out earlier this year on Brute Direct Discs. This Louisville group whose members are involved in some other projects. It seems to kind of really shake things up from release to release. And this new one is probably the most funky and groove-oriented of the uh, releases that I've heard from them. But still quite strange and exploratory in its own right. I played the track called Paradise City Billiards from that one. In front of that, you heard one of three extra tracks that appeared on the expanded LP edition of Moon Duo's debut album called Escape. That Sacred Bones released or re-released in 2020 to mark the 10th anniversary of its uh, original release. It's going to play one of the great fuzzy Kraut-inspired rockers from the original album, but I decided that I had to play their cover version of Set It On Fire by The Scientist, since I have been slightly obsessed with that Australian band of late. And Moon Duo's version of that song is just as good, gosh, if not better than the original, honestly. That Moon Duo album was first released on the Woodsus label back in 2010. And before that, you heard the latest release, actually, on Woodsist from, I guess, what you would call the label's in-house band or house band, Woods. Put out a new album a few months back called Perennial, another high-quality entry into their consistently high-quality catalog. The track that I played, Another Side, had a bit of that propulsive drive to it, like moon duo to a certain extent but Woods has such a warm and inviting psychedelic sound which comes through in the other songs and different instrumentals on this album There's, uh, I believe three if not four instrumental tracks on this record really great one to check out and again kicking things off at the top of the show you heard Jared Leibowitz from a new release called Secret Spells you heard Don't You Fall Down. To start off this next set, I am going to play a track from the new Ryan Davis and the Roadhouse Band double LP called Dancing on the Edge, which is the first proper solo album from Ryan Davis, and his first album in about five years or so since he last worked in a singer-songwriter vein with his previous band, state champion in addition to running the excellent sophomore lounge label Davis has been recording more electronic leaning work under the name Roadhouse and is actively involved in the group Equipment Pointed Out 
who, again, I uh, played something from in that first block of music. This new album from him is, man, one of the best song-based, lyrically-driven albums that I've heard this year. He's such a good writer, and most of the songs stretch out beyond the six, seven-minute mark, eschewing the typical folk rock verse-chorus-verse song structures, but enough memorable lines and melodies to just latch onto. You don't even recognize that they're extending out that long. But I'm going to play one of my favorites from the album. It's a song called A Suitable Exit. And again, this is Ryan Davis and the Roadhouse Band. One day along the way, we lost 
Behind me, you're hearing the heavily atmospheric, sort of darkly ambient sounds of Concepcion Huerta from Mexico. And you heard the entirety of the track called Emerges from the Deep. And behind me right now, you're going to hear an excerpt of a piece called The Crack is Illuminated. This is her first proper LP after several cassette and collaborative releases over the last seven years or so, but this new one called The Earth Has Memory is due out in a couple of months, I believe early February of the new year, on Elevator Bath, but it's available for pre-order now, so get on that. This was recorded reportedly at a residence at the EMS Stockholm, a studio where a number of really innovative sound art, sound poetry, electroacoustic, what have you, works have been created for many, many decades, stretching back to the 1960s. But a few of these tracks were also later co-produced with Olivia Block, a terrific sound artist in her own right. Altogether, a really deep listening experience and in line with all of the elevator bath releases, the sound quality and artwork are simply exceptional. In front of this, you heard from the debut recording from the duo of Ingrid Laubrock and Cecilia Lopez. The release is called Maromas, and it features a collection of improvised pieces with Laubrock switching between soprano and tenor saxophone and Lopez on electronics and various processing. And they create some truly bizarre dare I say alien sounding tones and fluttering textures it gets pretty bonkers in places but it also comes across as being just quite playful and I I imagine the two had a good bit of fun creating this record the piece that I played was called Suerta Floja I believe if Google Translate serves me well. Translates to tightrope. Before that, you heard from another duo working what I presume to be at least a somewhat improvised uh, manner or fashion. A.F. Jones and Andrew Weathers from a new collaborative release from them called Stew Burner, which, if I'm not mistaken, is also there debut recording together. I've enjoyed both Andrew Weathers and Alan Jones' solo work for quite a while now, and I guess if you look back through our podcast archives, you'll find that they have been guests on the show, too, discussing their solo work, their labels that they run. So, I guess needless to say, quite pleased to see that they were working together in the studio, and in a live setting, which this release presents recordings from both of those contexts. And there's sort of a slow burn, 
abstract blues ambience at play in these recordings that I quite enjoy. Maybe heard shades of that in the opening track from the album that I played. I am not going to try to pronounce that one. Google Translate is of no use. (laughs) But check it out. Cool release from them out on Gertrude Tapes. I guess for talking abstract blues, it doesn't get much better than the music of Lauren Connors and the run of records that he made with Kath Bloom in the early 80s are so incredibly moving and beautiful. I recently got a hold of a stash of those albums and there are just certain songs that send chills up the old spine and that track that I played called Give It Slow from the album Sand in My Shoe is one of those tracks for me. I'm sure if you're familiar, you have your own select tracks that do the same or have the same effect on you. Check those out if you haven't done so before. And again, at the very top of that set, the amazing songwriting talents of Ryan Davis and the Roadhouse Band from a new release called Dancing on the Edge. You heard a suitable exit. I'm going to get this next block of music started by playing a track from Asha Shashandri's new album, Whiplash, out now on the recital imprint. There seems to be a slight nod to Robert Ashley's automatic writing at play with sort of the visual look of the album cover and maybe some of the narrative elements. But there's quite a bit of stylistic variation over the course of this album's nine tracks. I guess from more found sound, sound poetry, almost plunder phonics uh, in places. I feel like the title track, Whiplash, maybe best captures all of these different elements heard on the album. So I'm going to play that one for you. So again, this is Asha Shashandri. Excuse me. Asha Shashadri the track Whiplash. Whatever the experience of optimism in particular is, then browsing the structure, excitement at the prospect of the change that's gonna come. Or is it impossible to attain the expect that place bound to a situation of threat and the predictable comforts of the conventionality of a person draws your attachment between a fantasy change that is not gonna come on the optimistic relations only when the object that draws your all attachment could we describe force that moves you? An object. But how can we generate myself as ambitious in any way Because I'm It might be a fantasy of the good life. 
they become cool, cool Out of yourself and into the world, but sense in the Evidence. 
agility and dear cost of or a world finds it conventional good life fantasies say couples families political systems institutions the conventional good life fantasies say couples families political systems institutions the means by which people hoard about how they and the world add up to something. What is the tableau about how they and the world add up to something? Taken in its throes, manifest start to fray. What happened? Amaburi, 
Well, behind me, you're hearing an excerpt of a piece called Plays Jean Beaurelard off of a new LP titled Contradictions by the Beijing-based poet and sound artist Yan Jun. He's been active in the international experimental underground for a few decades now, and some of the titles of his that I've heard are much more in the harsh noise vein, but then there are tracks like you hear on this album where he's just capturing everyday non-musical sounds, and there are long sections of total silence or near silence or what reading group records the label that released this describes as empty field recordings which i decided not to include since extended silence on radio typically doesn't go over well so uh, you're hearing the more mechanical purring sounds of this piece here before this you heard some slightly more airy ambient sounds from Robert Chamberlain off of a new cassette of his called Mutable Signs that the Bathysphere label issued this summer. What makes for interesting ambient music can be kind of tough to pinpoint and define, but I guess if I had to take a crack at it, I'd say for me it works best when there is a hint of some pulsing forward motion and Maybe a bit of analog grime, you know, more of the mid to low end frequencies, not that bright, super clean digital tone. So to my ears, Robert Chamberlain is making some interesting ambient music. And uh, I played a track called Reclamation from that release. In front of that, I played the dubbed out electronic sounds from a new collaborative project called Gub which is the duo of Bo Wanzer and Champagne Mirrors, two electronic artists based in Chicago that, if I'm not mistaken, have been active for well over a decade now. In fact, I remember seeing Bo Wanzer do a solo set at a music festival that took place at the Empty Bottle in Chicago, I believe in like 2011 or so. But the tracks on the self-titled album out on Sophomore Lounge, pretty zoned out, kind of hypnotic sounding, more of a post-industrial feel than club-oriented dance music. It's good on headphones and played loud on your stereo system, both. And you heard a track called Gub9, the final track on the album. Before that, I played the title track off of the album Future Moons by the experimental jazz trio of Kieran Adams, Matthew Dunn, and Andy Haas. This was part of the first batch of releases from the Toronto-based Ansible Editions label that came out last year, but I only recently uncovered them within my boxes of promos. Yes, they get piled up at times, and was pleasantly surprised to see that Matthew Doc Dunn was involved in this particular recording. Been a fan of his recent solo output, which is, of course, dramatically different from the exploratory electro jazz that this trio creates, but really enjoying this one and looking forward to checking out more from Ansible Editions. 
subsequent to that, I brought things back about a half century and played some early tape work and sound poetry from Arthur Petronio in a piece called Sordilages, which I'm playing off of the excellent Posea Sonora compilation, the sound poetry compilation that originally came out in the mid-70s, but this piece actually appeared on Petronio's only album of the same title that came out later in the 70s. I thought I'd play this since the Belgian Metaphon label reissued Sortilages for the first time this year, so copies of that release are easier to come by now. And then again at the very top of that set you heard new stuff, the title piece from Asha Shashadri's album Whiplash out on Recital. Well, I'm going to finish up this episode where we started in the opening of the show by playing an excerpt from Catherine Christer Hennick's work with the Deontic Miracle in a piece called Waves of the Blue Sea. Hennick's passed away last week at the age of 75 so seems only fitting to sign off with a bit of this minimalist drome masterwork that blank forms issued for the first time in 2019 and they have done such an excellent job of publishing Hennick's work and kind of contextualizing it within the whole history of minimalism But that will then bring things to an end for this installment of the show. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this episode, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the releases played and where you can purchase either physical or digital copies. And as always, I encourage you to support these artists and labels as much as you can. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another new episode. Till then, thanks so much for listening. And here again is Catherine Christer Hennix to take us out. <laughs>